I just you're right. It it is easier to talk. About. I mean, I talk to my dad about personal stuff. You know, uh, good news, bad news. But you know, it's just I don't know. Maybe it's a man thing where men are not judgmental. Uh, like I think they got men. a lot to do with it. I do think it it's has a, lot a lot harder to, to talk to your mom and your mom be like, well, "What was you thinking? What was you doing?" Boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus your dad being like, "Well, my nigga, what you mm-hmm. gonna do? Like, right. how you gonna figure it out?" Yeah. And there's comfort in that. And weirdly enough, it like, is man. It's a comfort in just somebody not just jumping down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah, like. like See, just sit here with it. Let me sit, sit here sit, with it. Exactly. Just, <laughs> yeah. just let it marinate. Like. Let it marinate. The women have a hard time doing oh, it. Man. Pardon my, I don't hope I won't offend anybody that sound misogynistic. But, mm-hmm. And I think it's just in that nature. Like, yeah, it is. Nurturers by nature. So, like us, we can be like, man, well, shit. Nigga, you'll figure it out. Or we'll figure it out some kind of way. Women yeah, need to know now. Like, what, what you going to do? Yeah, well. <laughs> what's What's going to happen? Right, yeah. I don't know, bro. tough love can be there. There could be some value in that at moments. Sometimes, you know, we do need that tough love where it's just like, because then no, it, it kind balances of, out. Yeah, it balances out. It gives it you an extra push sometimes when you didn't know you needed that push. The I think the the thing about that is having like like as men, we know we need that, but we don't always want it. Like you said, with the tough yeah. love. Mm-hmm. In my experiences, it's hard for a most women to um, decipher that. It's hard for most women to know when to cut it on and push you and be like, "Nah, nigga, we need to figure this out." Versus being like, "Okay, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna give you time to sit with it and help you mm-hmm. figure it out." I think because women get so emotional, and it's hard for them to like look at it in a way of, mm-hmm. "We need this shit known right now." Yeah. That's not so, sure you know you're married. Yeah, so it's good to know that just as much as they th- they think we don't understand them, <laughs> they don't. so it's it's fair, it's fair we across don't, the board. Though. We don't understand. No, 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 I, like no, no. a woman can explain something to me, like from my lady to my mom to just family members, bro. and I'll be looking at them like they got four heads. Like, bro, oh, what are you talking about? How you, did you, you get to that place? No. Like, and then when I, they go into it, it's still like that doesn't. Yeah, make you sense. still be like, Dad, don't sound <laughs> like I don't. So know. then you got to chop it up, like okay, like, yeah. Then they mad at you because you are you on their uh, side, like no, bro, exactly. I'm just trying to apply some logic. Like, no, it's like you're kind of emotional with it. Logic is now nah, that ain't even in the now. Nah. It is for some, but not most. Yeah, definitely most. not. <laughs> you can't go into a relationship with a woman looking for a logical oh, relationship. No, that's not, no, that's not what you get from your significant other if you're a man. Nah, that's, that's nah. You that ain't yeah. Don't the young boys may come into it looking like, but trust me, y'all, it's not. It's not gonna happen. Like it, it, it it'll come, but it'll be much later on the logic where it's like now we're starting to meet in the middle and understand where each other's coming from. So we need to maybe acquire the other's trait. For a form of communicating and understanding one another, so <laughs> I understand where you talk about. I feel like hey, this and feel like that. I'm like, oh, okay, I know you coming from. That's big, though. Like you stumbled on something big there. Like understanding your partner's perspective goes a long way. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like not oh, yeah. trying to fight them on it, but like even if you don't agree with the perspective, just knowing where they coming from. Mm-hmm. Like. I, when people and I ain't even just talking about relationships this point I'm even business relationships or whatever friendships when I'm dealing with somebody they're like nah that ain't gonna go for Lou 
Like they know that about <laughs> me. I love that. Yeah. I love that, bro. Because mm-hmm. I try to offer people the same condolences. Like I don't, well, not condolences. I don't know if that's the right consideration. Mm-hmm. I try to offer the people the same considerations. Like I'm not gonna approach them or come to them with no shit that I know they not going. Yeah. So I, I expect the same thing, and if it happens mm-hmm. differently, I, I slick feel disrespect. Like you we've talked relaxed. about on here before. Yeah, we talked about it here before. Like I get in my head, like why wouldn't the fuck with this person? Why would you even come to me with this, bro? Like with my you knowing me, having had conversations with me, like what the fuck would make you think I would say yes to this? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking about Shit you earlier this week, <laughs> texting you about. <laughs> Good earnings. Yeah, yeah. Bring that. That's good. That's a good thing. Topic yes. to bring up. So go. You you lay that out for me then. As, as far as oh, you lay it out. You, okay. So you are the one. That all right. So out. here here's here it is. We we on, we on, we we on it. So uh, I'm texting Lou Spike Lou, and I'm saying, hey, you know, just checking in. Some things have changed schedule wise, so we're gonna do an audible this week. And I, I, I tell it because you ain't telling me. Now, because because, okay, let me take it back to the top. I checked in third our normal record day Thursday. We still good for Sunday? Yep, we're good. Cool. Can you send me a friendly reminder? Gotcha. Saturday, if you don't mind, I don't mind. Cool. Saturday come. Hey yo, still good for tomorrow? Uh, Yeah, we're good. Hey, just in case, why don't you check in with uh, Rich? Just in case. Like, okay, cool. You can do it. Go ahead and do it with Rich. Uh, If 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 you want to, I was like, well. I would prefer doing it with you because this is how it's set up. He's like, yeah, you probably should reach out. Okay, so you're saying now you're not going to be able. No, you didn't ever say that, though. So then I let it marinate for a little bit. And then finally I was like, hey, yo, so what, you know, you still want to do this or do we, how you want to make an adjustment? What do you want to do? I said, it seems like the schedule keeps sliding. You say, oh, Mo, you're being passive aggressive. I'm like, huh? What? My Joe Budden impression. Huh? Passive aggressive. And so let me provide context. You can just chime in here. So when I said sliding, because you say it's not, it hasn't slid, slid. The reason I said I came from that was originally it was Wednesday. Well, actually, originally Saturday morning. Went from that to Wednesday. Wednesday to Friday. Friday to Sunday. That's the only that's the only context in which I'm referring to sliding as far as where the schedule is. It's fine whatever gets the job done. But that's what I was referring to. So you said passive. Huh? I like what? So let me tell you how I take that. You're right. And okay. that's a good thing that you bring up as far as the sliding schedule. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, this is just me, Spike Lou, me and Spike Lou. This is me. The sliding schedule and adjusting the day shows that I'm not gonna give up on. It. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I just, I'm not gonna do this. I'm like, just gonna let this go by the wayside okay. until he figures it out, right? So, <laughs> when I, when you told me before we started season two that I got some people that would be like willing to alternate in when you can't make it, I was like, oh, great. All because right. for context, you did tell me. That. No, nope. I said we'll have some guests for this season. I didn't say they would slide all okay, the way well, in. Yeah, true. Well, maybe I ran with that because in my oh, mind, this is how so I think. There we maybe go. I all ran right. with that because let okay. me tell you what I think. Okay, with this platform, good earners mm-hmm. on deck. I don't. I, I feel like those entities we can build 
and they can be standalone episodes, standalone things. And what I mean by that is just like ESPN has Sports Center. You and I have done such a great job at building this Good Earners brand, building this Another Week in the Books brand. Shout out to Animal Brown. We've been 10 years building an on-deck brand. Mm-hmm. People know what it is when they tune into it. Of course, it could be bigger and better. Of the, the, All of those things are by the wayside. However, my vision and goal for these things are I got this game from my brother-in-law who's telling me, like, bro, you don't really have a business unless you can step away from it and it still functions correctly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. That's the vision that I have for these things, being able to be like, well, when people tune in to Good Earners, it's not because Spike Lou and Mo are reviewing it. It's because it's a good Sopranos review show. Okay. Same thing with another week in the books. It's not because it's specifically low. Uh, excuse me. Mo and Lou. It's because of what they cover, what it's open to, the vulnerabilities of the show. Same thing with Odette. It ain't necessarily A.B. and Lou, though their rapport did add to the sauce of what this show is eventually some people should be able to come in and do this just like he and i did and it still be on deck and it still be functioning for like the fans of the show respected to mm-hmm. that's a long-term macro vision so just to give you that now when you say okay so, i definitely got something to chime in about that but i know what you're cool. saying that's, that's fine gotcha. so my point in in saying all of that is when you tell me okay this guy rich he's good man and i listened to the episode you guys did little long but it was Definitely. good mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but it was good like I, I like what he do like what you do like how you two sound together so in my mind it's like okay cool we now have a third cog in the wheel to do good earners mm-hmm. if mo needs to take off i need to take off or him and mo need to do it if all three of us need to do it it will work because now he's in the fold so Sunday rolls around and I have way more errands and activities on my schedule than I thought I would. And I reached out to you, reached out to me, I responded to you and the whole text went like you said, absolutely. It was like, well, can you check with Rich, see if you want to chime in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm the whole time in my mind, being Spike Lou and my personality, I'm thinking, oh, that's cool with you. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't miss a beat if it's me or Rich. Like, it's still the same. Good earners is going to get put out. So. Okay. After we resolved that Rich was going to be on there and you reached out to him and he was available at the time that he was available, when you then come back and be like, do you, st- <laughs> do you still want to do the show? Question mark. That was a text that you do. You still want to do good earners. That's a, that's the uh, text that you sent to me mm-hmm. and me. And I'm not saying that you did it this way. I'm just saying Spike Lou, how I think. It sounded like, ah, oh, this nigga being snappy. Like, nigga, do you still want to do this? You had to reschedule <laughs> two weeks in a row. Like, nigga, what is you doing? Like, mm-hmm. and again, that's me. I'm putting that on you that it sounds like it. I don't even know if that was the energy you had. But me reading the text, mm-hmm. that's how I processed it. Gotcha. So in my mind, I'm thinking, what kind of passive aggressive shit is that? Like, if, if. Marisha know me well enough by now if there was something that I don't want to do that I'm not feeling he would know and have I have the respect enough for him to be like bro I don't I ain't really feeling this no more like I don't really want to do good earners but I haven't had that conversation with you so immediately in my mind it's like oh this nigga's being passive aggressive he think I'm trying to be like whoever he did the podcast with he was telling me about it, and they quit on him and he had to do him by himself like all of that's going through my mind and registers with me because I listen to what you're saying. So I understand where you're coming from, but still yeah. not being a perfect person, 
I'm still processing this niggas being passive, passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's asking me, do I want to do it because we had to reschedule two weeks? Like, what is what's the problem? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the issue? Um, so I responded to you and I said, Well, I'm available next week. Just just to get it out of you, just to get it out what you were trying to say. Mm-hmm. And you were like, Well, no, I don't mean like, do you are you available next week? Like, do you want to do it? Period. And that's mm-hmm. when I said you were being passive aggressive about it. Mm-hmm. But again, the way that I process that is when you asked me, Hey, did you want to do this? And I hadn't expressed that I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I missed a couple of weeks, some stuff had to be rescheduled. Yes, but it, there's nothing. I didn't think that I was giving that made me think, hey, I, don't, I ain't fucking with this. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like every time that we do it, I'm bringing my A game of what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So again, that's why I, po- I pass, I process it as passive aggressive. Not saying that I'm right or wrong, just mm-hmm. giving you some being vulnerable yes. and sharing some insight on how <laughs> I take stuff. Like how stuff goes to me yeah. as the only child, yeah. disconnected, spike loop. So. Okay. That's the reason that I said that. It wasn't to be offensive, but it was to say mm-hmm. I thought that you may have known my personality better than that. And if there was something that I didn't want to do, mm-hmm. which is one of the most frustrating, even beyond my relationship with you, my relationship with most people, mm-hmm. it really frustrates me when they think that I'm holding back, when people think that I'm not going to speak my mind for some reason, because I have no reason to be shy about anything that I need to say. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I get I think sometimes people are not you can say one thing and be very honest and mean what you're saying, but sometimes actions reflect different. Actions speak loud. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes subconsciously you could be going in a different direction than what you're feeling and saying. And I think people That's that right. are asking you that they're looking at kind of the movement whatever it is they're looking more at the movement they know oh Luke, spike lou's gonna be 100 he's gonna be real he one of the people that speak his mind so i don't have to worry about sugarcoating or, any, or dancing around anything i know he's gonna say straight up what it is but i think at, when certain movements are happening it makes people say double check basically so i don't think i understand where you're coming from as far as like getting a little offended but <clears throat> where i was Not coming offended. from I don't want yeah. Well, we not offended. Offended is too much. We have a I, I wouldn't too want much you to sauce think, on it. Okay, offended okay. is not the yeah, word, yeah. but like a little. We bothered, have a better relationship than that. We better than that. For yeah, to be offended. like offended is crazy. But yeah, but, but I was bothered. That didn't bother you yeah, on my little, Sunday. A little tamper, like, like well, nigga. You don't want to do it. Right. That's how I took. It. That's so how that, I took it. So you, here's the perfect perfect thing. This is what makes the show so great. Your your perspective was, bro. I am hustling, doing whatever I can. At least I'm trying. Now look here, look at this. Same, same thing on the flip. Oh man, this is the only show out of all of them that's got to keep finding a way to (laughs) see how that works. Some some kind of way I got to reschedule this show. This This show. Oh, so this. I see you all week podcasting. (laughs) So I see you every day podcasting, nigga. With with your sitcom walks. I see you all week hustling, cooking. So you see how that could look a certain way where it's like, okay, I just, you know, want to double check in on because why I know you'll be honest why I know that you're going to say what it is I'm looking at this specific product versus the others and I'm not I don't know your time you voiced that before I don't know your time I don't know where what your commitment and what you're you're doing all the time even though we talk about it at the end of the show but all I know is what we have and I'm looking at okay this is a lot 
that one is the one that's not really staying in the same place, which is fine. However, that's the perspective I'm looking at it from. So I'm double checking, making sure like, okay, you say you want to do it. I know you're saying it. And when you get here, you, you, you show up like you want to do it, but I'm just looking at how things are moving. Like where's the priority with it? And so that, yeah, the the important thing that you say right there and the thing that I strive for in all of my relationships and the goal, like mm-hmm. the gold mine of that, what you said is, and it may be selfish and I may need to find another way to approach this. But right now, how I look at it is that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Like when you say versus saying, Hey man, you act like you don't want to do this. That what you just said, nigga, you do it. Like that's how I'm expecting people who are close to me and know that Hey, I don't mean you your no harm and you don't mean me any harm, but I'm going to keep it real with you because I want the best out of you from you and w- what we're doing. So if this text had been, nigga, I seen you all week doing fucking dead end and I seen you all week doing good earners or whatever it may be. And on deck, you don't never miss that. Like, how come you don't have that same this, that and the third with what we're doing right now for this? I respect that energy. I like that energy because it lets me know where you're really coming from. And that's the reason that I painted it as passive aggressive. When you just said that, I totally understood what you said. And I have an answer for that. But when a nigga say, hey, man, do you want to do this out of the blue? That takes me back. So I'm like, in my mind, again, I'm not saying that I'm right or wrong, but Mm -hmm. Lou, the overthinker now i'm going over everything like this nigga think like the last episode did i not do well like did i not come prepared like <laughs> yeah. am i not like oh did he listen to something that i didn't he think i ain't doing a good job on this yeah. or did i give off these type of impressions that i'm not fucking with this anymore because mm-hmm. that's not how i thought that i was moving mm-hmm. so then versus you being specific about what you had the problem with which is the scheduling and seeing that everything else get done why ain't this getting done Mm-hmm. That's fine for me for a nigga to say that. I love that energy. But, but Spike versus a nigga being like, "Hey man, do you want to do this?" Because now all of these questions start popping up in my head. Like, where the fuck did right. he get that from? Right. But look, <clears throat> you. But that's the thing, Spike. Step out of yourself for a second. People that's can't true. meet you on the way you want them to meet you. That's get true, out of but that's why I responded that way yeah. though. I wanted to right. understand where you were <laughs> okay. coming from. Truly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like it, I didn't, I didn't feel a type of way per se. Like I didn't think I was like, "Speaking bull, got me fucked up." It well, that's what, that, but that was bad. what I was explaining when I was just like, well, "What do you mean?" or whatever. That's what I said. Well, <laughs> it's a sliding schedule. That I thought that was specific enough. That nigga, you over nah, here not? I thought that was. Nah, it well, it that came was, off like it came off like nigga. You've been bullshitting the last couple of however times. But see, tried to look, so that's what I'm saying though. But like how you see it is. You would prefer it be like, oh, go all the way like here with us. Say, oh, nigga, you got commitment. You could do all these things, but you can't do this. <laughs> but in my head, how I, I'm saying it, I'm thinking you got what I'm saying. Sliding schedule. It's like nothing else is sliding except for this. That's that. You know what I'm saying? So that was the intent. But again, this is what it looks like when we have conversations. And, and still, we have to still continue to grow in this relationship because there's certain comforts that we both have to have when approaching one another because we're still developing this thing just coming up on the year careful with people's egos like Mm -hmm. even though we've grown close over the years you still and that's a good segue to like getting into the anniversary show or whatnot Mm -hmm. you can't be completely oblivious to how people are reacting to you Mm -hmm. or what people like i 
you bring up a great point when you say like bro i'm not comfortable with coming at you that way like you say that's the way that you want me to come to you to understand it but when you explain it to me that way how you're saying it like it, it to me it said well i'm not comfortable coming at you like that bro like why i don't talk to people like that that's fine <laughs> right, right. i get that you yeah. know what i'm saying so that's just a step in our relationship where i understand that well now next time when you be like oh, bro do you want to do this i'm not taking it as being <laughs> passive aggressive i'm yeah. taking this okay he's trying to feel some shit out trying to see where i'm at with it let yeah. me give most some more information mm -hmm. but that's the beautiful thing about yeah. this relationship doing this show mm -hmm. having these conversations and even this podcast like there's nothing wrong with figuring each other out bro yeah too quickly as black men we go to the all oh, this nigga disrespected me mm -hmm. he's offending me he don't see what i'm saying now mm -hmm. i gotta go all the way left with it and bring up bullshit and act out of character mm -hmm. like nah like bro get to the end of the conversation yeah. like we're talking we're men and that's yeah. the great thing as we doing done this show and i know that's kind of jumping ahead but one of the biggest impacts of doing this show and again it had to be pointed out to me by someone who listened to it. It's like, bro, Mo doesn't know you. So the 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 way that you would respond to him saying something to you, and this is one of my friends telling me this, the way that you respond to him telling you something versus me telling you something shouldn't be the same. Yeah, you're the same person. You're trying to get the same message across, but he don't know you the same way. He looks at you differently than I do. So you can't handle him the same way. And I think as black men, we don't understand the context of our relationships enough to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. To be able to be like, all right, this dude, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about us right here, I'm just saying in general. Yeah. In a workspace or when you're doing different business ventures, you have to understand that, hey, this dude isn't my friend. Mm -hmm. So I can't respond or expect a response from him on a friendly level. Like I have to make sure he understands what I'm trying to accomplish from a business standpoint, from a success standpoint, from a, just a man and a natural life standpoint mm -hmm. before I get offended and think that he's trying to offend me. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. a year ago having that conversation, it could have went a different way. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. there's been you know text messages are a, a big challenge in when you're in the early stages of building a relationship because because you don't know how people's relationship. Yeah, because exactly. there's no context to text. <laughs> it's literally just words. So it's like you a lot of stuff can go left on a text message. So you know that is one of those things where probably a quick like okay, yo, hit my line real quick. And boom. Well, leave me a little voice note. I'll leave me a voice what, note. Give me some depth. Yeah, so it's like, okay, this is what I mean. Fear depth because we think that the more that we have to explain ourselves as black men, the more someone is playing with us. Yeah, that's true. Because we come from a culture, our music, our movies, things that, you know, kind of dictate how we grew up and how we view things in life. Mm -hmm. We come from a culture where we feel like as black men, oh, I ain't got to explain myself, nigga. I'm clear enough. Well, you ought to know what I'm saying, but that's not necessarily true for us. Mm -hmm. A lot of people wonder about like, what the fuck did he mean? Yeah. And that's yeah. one of the beautiful things about our relationship and doing this show. Mm -hmm. We can ask each other like, yeah, you said that, but what do you mean? Mm -hmm. How did you feel when you were saying that and it not be viewed as all that soft or all that's mm -hmm. whatever it may be? That's the pain of this show. Yeah. And I love it because <clears throat> now doing this we'll go more into it i guess we'll do it, do it. I, I let it cook because i i, I want to go more into it because there's so much gold in what we've done in a year 
but we'll we'll get there. No, we can go ahead and do it. Let's just do it now. I don't think right, we, we have to. We just gonna we just gonna go. This is the anniversary episode. Yeah, we can just. All right, let's just roll oh, it. We can leave that other stuff off. I don't think it's that important. All so right, we hey, well, well, since we're here, then the pot the, the pot anniversary uh, of another another week in the books. Um, this show <clears throat> we jump around here, but this this is what we do. Um, it has taught me to really open up on hey you people everybody don't think the same bro common sense ain't that common and i don't mean that in a way where it says smarter or or un or unintelligent but i mean common as far as common knowledge common information and what's common to a person is based on a lot of personal experiences and things that they've witnessed and learned so what's common to you may not be common to me or common to somebody else so that's what i've learned it's like you'd be like bro i've never heard that before what you serious but that doesn't mean that oh this person's this or i'm this or that because of i haven't been around this so i'm not familiar on these things so it has shown me through this relationship and this show that yo somebody can have a totally different perspective and when i was younger i used to be a lot real passionate and i really would go there with people because of that go there with people what you mean just because when you have an idea i, I can imagine you probably understand this <laughs> when you have an idea of your I know thought what you mean, but yeah I the people know. yeah but when you have an idea of your thinking process and you you think all the scenarios you try to think as many perspectives as possible and you have high regard for for your perspective and your viewpoint and then when somebody feels differently about it and maybe they can articulate it maybe they can't but you feel like it's wrong i go there with them versus back then versus saying all right, all right that's where they coming from that's that's the now end you go there with them no back then i used to go there with them. okay you should try to challenge it because you didn't agree yes but now you have more of a compassionate like I understand. Mm-hmm. I still don't agree, but I yeah. ain't gonna like fight you tooth and nail, though. Bro, that would that changed my life. Just being able to say, "Hey, I'm agree to disagree." It, it took it was so hard to get to that place. Why you say that? You, you I mean, you seem like that type of person. <laughs> why do you say that? <laughs> you seem like that type of person. You definitely seem like that type of person. Where, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You seem like that type of person. You said it's so you definitely seem like the type of person that ain't gonna let it go. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I definitely like, used to like that, bro. Oh yeah, because I it just. Wait, I tell you what I use for that. Even beyond your personality, is just the, the being a pastor stuff like that. Like those are the type of people who are consistently trying to convince people. Like I ain't gonna just let your thought process linger. I want you to see my perspective, where I'm coming from, and let me nail this home. Does that add? Like, is that am I spot on as far as the preacher profile? Uh, well, you know, I, I was doing that before. You know, I was doing that before. That was like 2015, but I was doing that before. So I think that I almost feel like it worked in reverse. I was already doing that and then being called to preach I think that it kind of blew it up a little bit more until I finally got past that place on both ends where it's like kind of like take it or leave it almost you know what I'm saying like that's the place where I'm at now it's like I don't because I I put too much stock in my ability and that's what we a lot of times us us people in general we just put too much stock in our ability because we say i'm so good at communicating i'm so good at speaking i'm so good at debating i'm so good at this that it ought to produce this type of result people ought to understand where i'm coming from bro but it's like dude because you're not 
exactly but because of those things it does not guarantee this plus this equals this and when i understood that because i am capable of doing these things or speaking a certain way it it's not it doesn't mean that i'm going to get these results so stop focusing on what the results is and more so focus on that moment and leave it at leave it leave it there i saw a meme this week and when i post i reposted it several people that know me responded and said yeah that's you he said uh my toxic my toxic trait is assuming that people have common sense and then getting mad when i realize that they they don't have it (laughs) and i think that goes to what you're saying yep like you you give people the assumption of they know me they know my personality mm-hmm. we have enough of a relationship as to where they should know where i'm coming from mm-hmm. but that's arrogant and yeah. i had to get over that yeah i've been like there. one of the things so many people run around talking about i'm a boss and i want to run this and do that and i want people working for me or whatever it may be one of the things that that entails is being able to fully explain yourself yeah. Not leaving shit up for mystery, not being like, oh, because I said so. Like, you literally, like, when you're in the position that you and I are in, we're trying to build companies, we're trying to be big in media. Like, people have to buy into that. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, like, I can't just tell a nigga to do something and him doing, being like, okay, that's Spike Lula, I'll do it. No, I got to sell you on it. Like, you got to understand and you got to buy in. You got to know why we doing this, what we're doing this for, and why it's important. And if I can't do that, then I expect to be able to get this, that push back. Like, oh, bro, like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to do it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So yeah, I agree, man. Um, crazy year. Uh, a year ago, we, we y'all, y'all that have been listening since we started, y'all know the story. But some of y'all that are new, that are stumbling across. Y'all gonna always kind of hear this kind of bleed into shows because, for one, I'm a big fan of origin stories. I love to know that, and then two, you know, y'all, it keeps you grounded kind of at where where you're at versus where you're going. You know, so uh, a year ago, Spike Lou, where were you? Because he wasn't even. I don't think you were podcasting this much, actually, right? Last June. Because I know, yeah, of course, on deck was on deck, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. Uh, yeah, of course, on deck was on deck. They had been doing that for the previous nine years, but I didn't start podcasting the way that I do now mm-hmm. until August or September when the football season started, mm-hmm. because that's when I took up more stuff with Dead End and taking on the more stuff with Dead End was focused around football season. Mm-hmm. Football season starts in September. So September would be a year of me doing everything. Like mm. this, Good Earners, Dead in Sports, uh, Frames Per Second, On Deck. You're right, last June it was just On Deck and yeah. filling in every now and then. And stuff. So you're right. Mm. So did me approaching you because I, I for y'all that don't know I, I shot my shot with him as far as his podcast opportunity I didn't know him uh, other than being a longtime listener um, of them and just being a fan of both him and Animal Brown so just I shot my shot 
a little bit before the the one that we, that end up sticking the landing uh, about my other show about and I was trying to see if it could be like kind of like a real veal original type of situation and at the time they was just like they don't have the infrastructure and they're not that familiar yet with how to run a kind of a podcast network so that was where they were the scenes thing that was. Because Animal Animal Brown was like kind of like you were more like you know we might have to you know have a conversation. I remember I remembered on air like Animal Brown was like, no, like yeah. kind of like like I, I don't really no, I remember how it went. Yeah, I was just trying to see if I wanted to divulge. Like so, with AB and I, of course we're close friends. We've been friends for a long time, but we do have different perspectives. Mm-hmm. As people that follow us probably can see now with the different stuff that we're doing mm-hmm. as far as business, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's more conservative than I am with business. Um, yeah. So he needs a plan. He needs to like. So when you present that to us, his thought process is, oh, man, we're still figuring us out. We ain't doing this, that, and the third. Like, what's the plan? Me, my thought process is, as an entrepreneur, I. This person is presenting us with the opportunity. They already got some set up. How can we? How can we capitalize off of it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm I'm more of a risk taker when it comes to those things as him. So we did have a difference of opinion. Yeah. On you sending that in and saying, "Hey, well, let's work with them. Let's figure it out." And then AB being like, "All right, what would we do for him?" Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, and I respected but, it. You know, I, I respected it because I when you know. Both of y'all having two different point of views, and him, he, you know, I understood because he's like, like all due respect, like you can shop it somewhere else almost because it's like we, can't, we, I don't want to hold you back almost. That's the at least that's the way I received it. So I let it marinate. Yeah, yeah, that was, but I, that was it. That's yeah, but I continued to just listen to y'all, and then, you know, I believe on a Snow School episode you had referenced Tony Soprano. And that was at that point, that's when I reached out. I said, you know, I had been wanting to do a, a soprano podcast with a black person. I'm like, man, I want to do it so bad, but I just I had to stay on tuck and be like, man, I'm just going to keep listening to any new soprano podcast. I listen to most of them. But then I reached out. And from that point, that was where we started to build on this 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 podcast you came up with the brilliant idea of the spike lou feed now becoming ain't that something remember you wanted to keep that i still got the episodes on that for the record like remember you was like i don't want to take those off there yet remember like at the beginning the, yeah did you not like those you know no i mean i just looked at like is okay, this well, different from what we do now well yeah i'm like this is like a like we're cleaning up shop almost like rebranded fully so uh, so, but I still got them there though. <laughs> my thought process was, yeah, I knew I wanted to expand past doing on deck and show the versatility of Spike Loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that sounds arrogant or egotistical or whatever. How I, I knew that there were more things that I could tap into. Mm-hmm. I had done some spots with Dead End with frames per second when we talked about TV and maybe a excuse me. I don't even know if I had done anything with Full Sport Press, which is my homeboy Jay under the real real media. But he and I joke all the time, like all I've never been invited over there to do a show. So, 
we gonna bring Jay on here, man. I'm gonna grill him. Oh, but with wait, that I'm gonna sit serious, there. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, he 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 might hang up. That's the type of person Jay is. He might. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got a cold story about him cheating and some other shit. But yeah. Oh. Late. That's for later. However, the yeah. thing was. I felt like that I could do more in the podcast space and I want to start doing more beyond on deck and it just wasn't lining up with animal Brown and mine schedule. Like as far as, Hey, let's do this. Maybe drop two days a week. Let's go to the studio. Hmm. I don't really think that he was tied into that vision. Mm-hmm. He was trying to do something different. He wasn't really getting the buy-in amongst the other people with real veal that he wanted. So he decided to do it himself. Okay. I guess same thing for me because uh, of course you know like we've done mashups all of us are connected because we started in the podcast space together the but I think oh, yeah they were yeah. but over the last year I mean but we realized we couldn't keep them up they in Nashville we in Atlanta oh. like it just it just wasn't it wasn't as cohesive that as we wanted it to be or as business like as we wanted it to be for me I don't know about the rest of them I don't know what Jay thinks Locke Jeff, y- y'all had know. to physically I, I, be there. Is that what it was? I, we didn't, but we couldn't figure it out any other way. Okay, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they were doing their thing, we doing our thing. Like no one really wants to step up and be the leader, but no one wants to take orders from people too. Yeah. Like it was, it, it was a thing. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like we used to have meetings every Wednesday. Like there was a a big thing that we wanted to do for Realville Media, but it just never ended up going into fruition and i mean for whatever reason it ain't yeah i wouldn't blame nobody i wouldn't blame jay or me or or animal brown or, Nip or whatever it may be but probably if we tried it now we could be more successful but then we didn't know what the fuck we were doing yeah i say that to say i knew that i wanted to do more stuff and i knew that i would be robbing myself of what i wanted to do if i didn't try to expand and talk to different people which is why i started working with dead end and when you reached out and you was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing Sopranos, I was like, oh, that's awesome. The first thing that I thought about was doing a wire. Yeah. That ain't course. what you approached me about. The wire was <laughs> that's my favorite show. See, you like, and Rich should have been like, yeah. Yeah, been. yeah like I, that, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that ain't what you approached me about. So you yeah. approached me about the Sopranos, and I'm like, okay, cool. That would be dope because I do love the Sopranos. However, I don't know this nigga. <laughs> I don't know him, like you know what I'm saying. Yep. And it's just my personality. I don't yeah. know you from like like whatever it is. Full moment of transparency here. I'm thinking, okay, if he do his own ride podcast and he's like he's familiar and understand, Jeff can attest to this. I told Jeff a long time ago, I said, Jeff, I want to do something like Joe Rogan, like where I'm just sitting and I'm talking and someone is interested in what I'm saying. I'm interested in what they saying, like I want to do something of that nature. I feel like you'd be the perfect person. And Jeff was like, "Man, I don't, I don't got time for that, bro. I'm doing a, a lot of other stuff." I feel it though. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, like he was like, "I don't really got time for that." And he didn't only say that. And this is why I love Big Jeff. He listened to everything damn near that I do. He'll text me, give mm-hmm. me hard times, agreeing with me whatever he do. But this is why I love Big Jeff as my content brother. He was like, "Bro, I wouldn't do you the justice." of what you want to do of being the the, the b mic for that he's like I, I i understand what you're saying and that was his literal text to me because i approached him i was like let's do a show big jeff let's you let play off my personality and you ask same thing you and i are doing that big jeff was like nah i wouldn't do that no justice bro you know what i'm saying like uh, that's real that's he real, did bro. 
I respect the shit out of him for that. And yeah. I I love my brother to this day for that's that, so for saying that and being real about that. And um, that's why he's one of the biggest proponents of this show. He loves yeah, he this. Yeah, Every he week is. he texts me about something about this. So he would he he dropped the seed in my mind to be like, you need to find someone who would be interested in doing that. So when you sent me the email, not to make a story too long, when you sent me the email, you was like, hey, let's do the Soprano show. And my thought process was, okay, well, I've seen Maurice Hunt's name before. I know he's commenting mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he listens. Obviously, he knows who we are. Mm-hmm. Let me shoot a shot at him. You th- you always think that you saying the narrative is you shot your shot. Mm-hmm. My response in shooting my shot was like, I wonder if he would be interested since he... Mm-hmm. Has the skill set of dropping the shows. He knows how to do the audio. Mm-hmm. He's a little. He's way more skilled at the technical stuff than I am. Mm-hmm. I'm an on-air talent. I ain't gonna lie. Like I ain't. Doing none of the other <laughs> it's good to know your I know your space. Yeah, I ain't editing videos. I'm not doing <laughs> any of that shit. Yeah. So like, if you're hiring Spike Lee or something, that that's not what it comes with. This is only on-air talent and personality. <laughs> so I'm thinking when you. Yeah, I'm thinking when you reach out to me, you're like, hey, I want to do this, that, and the third. What do you think about it? My response in my head, being fully transparent, was like, if he knows how to do all the stuff that I need for the stuff that I was talking about with Big Jeff for and for a show where we're talking about like just regular stuff and being regular men and everything that we've established as a brand for another week in the books maybe we should try that first before we tackle a beast like the Sopranos. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, to me, that's that's holy grail. Like yeah. the Sopranos is something like, if we gonna talk about this, I gotta talk about this with a nigga who know what it is. Like, I don't <laughs> want nobody who's just like, wow. watch it one or two times. Like, and you do. You, you've done your due diligence, so I respect your Sopranos dollars. Well, I appreciate that. But, in effort to further my own agenda, what I tried to see was how open is Maurice to gathering a report with each other, seeing what it looks like if we do something that isn't the Sopranos, how mm-hmm. open that he is that. And you were. Mm-hmm. And I'll throw it to you from there. And it, it was perfect because we if y'all y'all go back to the older episodes, you can see the, the chemistry being built. Uh but like I remember at that point, once he said that. What clicked immediately for both of us is that whole black man plight. <laughs> I mean, bro, when we had that, you say, "Hey, bro, when you free available, we chopped it up on the phone and we talked about like the black man plight and, every, and things that like kind of bothered us a little bit and, and what we felt needed to be spoken." I don't even about. remember how we got on the conversation. Man. You no, I, I don't really remember. I, I can't even remember, but I. I, I I, I do recall you saying something about you know shooting a shot as far as like what if we talked about something along the lines with how black men felt. yeah how we felt yeah, like we you felt, know there's man. a spell nobody's talking about that nobody's talking about that and and it's so crazy because I came from a place where I was podcasting with my boys and we would kind of do our best rendition of a bootleg Joe Budden show <laughs> and uh <laughs> It was funny. Like, I, I mean, this show is, if I go, I, I want to go back and listen. I got it in the vault. It'll never see the light of day no more. But 
I just I, I, I don't know if I can because of the person I am now. So I, it's laughter moments I want to laugh about, but I don't know if I can because at that point I was like I spoke you know before getting yeah. drunk and everything. So when you hit me back, just you fast know what forward. came from that. I know what came from that. So when you hit me back, I was like, I'm not the man that I was then. So much has changed. So much has transpired. I have a lot of things that bother me. A lot of things that are in my heart that I want to speak to. So it all made sense. And from that point, you know, I, I, I worked pretty fast. I came up. I said, what do you think about this as a name? Another week in the books. You say it's kind of like yeah, you, you killed the Spike Lou. Today, like you, you, you wanted all of that gone. Like you made it be known. Like <laughs> hey. I want to be known that hey. Mo is a part yeah. of this too. I ain't hey. no Spike Lou. Yeah, Mo-ish. bro. Because because at first that was the the initial approach. Like okay, I'm the producer, kind of like Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith. It's like he's a yeah. DJ. I'm the but rapper. That, didn't, that wasn't what you was looking for. Well, it, it, at first I was cool with, but then when I realized, it's like, okay, I'm doing a lot more work than just you, the producer. And I'm like, nah, bro. Like, nah, bro. I, I, I'm, I'm putting up. Well, I respect too. that though. <laughs> yeah, you nah. Came, that's you came with your, uh, you came with your like two cents. Like, nah, nigga. Like, I don't want like the the picture to be Spike Lou and like like that's not what this is. This is me also sharing my opinion. This is not just you on here talking, and I respect that. I respect yeah. that. And I and, and you did. You wasn't you watching about it. He was like, all right. Like I was like, and the picture was I mean That's I put the, it together. And, and, and again, that goes back to what we were talking about at the very beginning. Because I feel like I'm a reasonable person. And mm-hmm. when somebody comes to me with something like what you said, like, nah, nigga, this ain't just you. I'm open to that. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a, a easily offended person. So that's why I expect people to keep it as real with me as possible. Mm-hmm. Because it, I, I'm not gonna be the type of nigga that's like, oh, I can't believe you said that. Why would you think that? You know what you know, I'm saying? You know what I think so too. When we're talking about with the stuff with the, the text message, yeah, we're gonna earn this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like when people are like, I may not feel comfortable talking to you like that. That always takes me back because I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I thought that I offered the space for you to do that. I understand now because for you, when it's not that way, your thoughts wrong. And you know, I don't think you like that feeling. We talked about um, what's your boy, uh, uh, Ryan Leslie. <laughs> your boy. Uh, you say he looked like Ryan Leslie, your friend. Uh, oh, M Extra. M Extra. Shout out to M Extra, man. But you was talking about like the, the text message and like kind of the joking thing. But like when it's if something's not that clear, it leaves you to that roaming of, wait, what are you saying? Yeah, like, what, what, why is you what is it? And so. I think that un- that feeling is not a feeling that resonates well with you. So instead of just saying "boom," this oh cool, I ain't got to rumble r- ramble in my thoughts of what are you trying to say? I know you're what you're saying. So I understand I that. I know that what makes- you're saying. I know what you're saying. So we can end all that. Boom, got you. So I, that makes that makes. I think that's part of the reason why, like people, like the friends that I've had, I've had most of my friends in my circle, like they've been friends with me for thirty years, mm-hmm. or like whatever it may be. They're close to me because like what you is they know hey i'm trying to say this and i want to be as direct as possible Mm -hmm. and i respect that yeah i get it um so yeah that's that's pretty much like how i started from that point on we 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 constantly built and built and we did another week in the books for just about six months before we started good earners so yeah yeah you know that you talk about building the chemistry and, and developing a brand in itself. Let me ask you this: as a podcaster, as a media person, 
how do you think that this has had another week in the books has affected your profile like do you feel like it's made your skills sharper or do you feel like you could do these other things with it where has another week in the books taken you as someone who's in the media space man well as far as the profile i'm not sure yet i i I would like to be able to have a profile, have one of those Spike Lube in the airport recognizable moments where it's like, yo, that's that's Mo, like that voice. That's that's him. That's I know that's him. Like I I would love to have one of those experience some kind of way it was like, yo, yo. But I, however, the young lady that I used to work with, she her just acknowledging and, and then at the point she loved the show so much, her being Italian or well, white but Italian and her just locking into it and, and talking with me and about both sides of our perspective and getting into it. It's just like, I I, I I like what you said, but I like what he was saying too. And her genuinely being and not being a black person or a black man or a man at all. That to me, that helped a lot because it shows me that. And of course it took a little work on her end. Like we talk about white people doing the work to get to learn black people. It took some work on her end as well. So I can appreciate the work she had put in just not being so, I don't want to say so white, so to speak, but just being so unaware <laughs> and privileged, basically. And so her, uh, Kara, shouts out to you if you're listening. Um, that's kind of opened that profile. As far as me and the skill set that is developed, it's just kind of helped me to understand that, like timing, like like as far in, in the moment moment of doing it, like understand the jokes, understand uh, the breathing. It's so just the technical things of. Oh, picking up the rhythms. Oh, he's talking, you know, don't talk over each other. Like I used to, we used to talk over each other all the time at the old pod. Like just getting too lit and talking over each other. Like in understand. Yeah. You're saying the old pod, like you're not talking about me. And you, not, right? no, not me and you. The, 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 the unreleased well, pod that's clear. no longer. I'm a professional. I want to <laughs> <laughs> Hey, talk it. Hey, 10 years. Hey, you better talk it, boy. You're I'm a professional, man. Yeah. I want people to be clear. Yeah, talk that. Um, but nah, yes. But, but the, the former pod that I was a part of, uh, just. The final product wasn't great in the talking over each other. It worked for the aesthetic because it felt like a, a group experience. But now that I'm doing this and even me stumbling across getting all these skills, I only did this because I just had I, I I just have a I have a Kanyeism in me. Like I have that kind of chip on my shoulder. I just say that like I got something to prove. Like I had something to prove at that. that yeah. Do you feel like that this has helped you with that something to prove? You feel like this is proving something to people? This podcast? Uh, I think it's proving something to myself. Mm, like what? Uh, that nah, what you be saying? It it it, it be it affects. It affects. It affects. <laughs> yes. So it, I don't. I, I'm trying to. Figure out how to needle. say this without sounding egotistical or anything like that, mm -hmm. because I'm not, I ain't high in the podcast game or whatnot. I ain't got any dollar checks from this. But <laughs> did you feel like that you had to be at a certain level to do this with me? Like, was there any ever apprehension to be like, bro, I don't know, like this nigga? Like when I reached out, just just in general, reaching I mean, out in the process of doing it. In the like, just was there ever a point where you like, ah, I'm not sure if I can do this? Uh, y'all felt way far away from me, like, I felt out of reach. What so, 
y'all I, I I didn't know how big or not big y'all were as far as notoriety. I didn't. If we was gonna be Hollywood, if you reached out, well, I just didn't know how. To me, I'm listening to the quality. I'm listening to the structure. Right. Y'all stuff sounds so legit, so top tier in the way y'all doing it. The ESPN of hip hop. I I don't know, but I'm like, bro, I have that in me where. I've shot my shot before with music, but I didn't have the necessary product for what I was shooting my shot out for in just some comment section or whatever. I knew this time I'm like, nah, I did the work. Like I actually learned how to produce. I learned how to write. I learned, I did all of the work. So when I shot the shot, I, I was confident in that. And then when we got to doing this, I was confident in my ability, bro. I know how to, I know how to have a conversation. So, uh, I just was hoping that I could be able to have the, match on the other side and and i mean i already felt that way once i reached out to you because you all you both of you all uh held held your own so um but like what about you in profile because i'm very interested because can you matter of fact can you even distinguish this like how it has maybe changed and propelled your profile at this moment because you're involved in so many things how could you even isolate another week in the books as the profile progressing? I'd be interested to know if that has changed anything. That's a really good question. Um, one of the most important comments that I've gotten about this show is from my guy, Dro, and we'll play a comment that he had uh, that he sent in for the anniversary. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't really care about what you and Animal Brown do as far as from a hip-hop perspective, and I don't (laughs) watch sports, but I do know you, Mm -hmm. and when I listen to you and Mo go back and forth, it gives me a broader perspective of you, Mm. how you process us coming up together, how you process just the different things that we both experience, because, like, again, talking about a listener to the show, Dro, he's... he knows exactly what I'm talking about when I tell these stories. And the same thing with Big Jeff. One of the biggest compliments that hit home for me is Jeff told me, he was like, this is the show that you need to be doing. Yeah, I enjoy it on deck. I enjoy all the stuff, the spots that you do with uh, Dead End, but this is the show when I feel like I'm talking to Lou and trying to get the message out that he wants to get out this is the show that i need to be listening to and we're talking about jeff again i mm-hmm. podcast brother 100 percent. Yes, he started listening to on deck day one he's one of the few people that i can say he's been listening <laughs> for 10 years i don't know why i respect him for yeah. it i love him for it yeah. but i don't even know why he like every episode and everything i do jeff tapped in and that's one of those things where I feel like, man, I can't let my, my guy down. Nah. So every time you and I do this or everything that we do, I'm doing it for people like that. Man. So he came and he said, he was like, bro, this is it. This is what you were looking for when you tried to get me to be the B mic. Like Mo is the person that's going to ask you these questions that mm-hmm. <laughs> to be quite frank, no one else gives a fuck about. Like AB <laughs> ain't going to ask you this shit. You know I'm, saying? I'm not going to ask you this shit yeah. This is a person who listened to y'all's show And he's tapped in He's going to be the person to ask you this stuff And you're doing a great job of responding to it Y'all got yeah. y'all have a great um, rapport With mm-hmm. each other 
So I say that to say, when I started this and, and tried to expand upon what I was doing with On Deck, that those were the things that I was looking for. Like, what did people like? What did they say that they were open to? What did I do well in? And when you and I hooked up and started doing this, it was like, you weren't asking me crazy questions because I, man, I'm talking to Spike Lou. It was just like, you have a natural curiosity mm -hmm. about what you do and you respect what I do. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not looking at me like, oh, you supposed to be this person and you're supposed <laughs> to be that. Yeah. It's, it's more so of a sense of, I got questions. I've been listening to you for a long time and I got questions, <laughs> the same questions that other people may have. Yeah. And I'm, I don't shy away from answering them either and answering them as transparent as I can be. So yeah, when you ask me the question of what you ask, like, yeah, like all of the stuff was combined into to, to a certain thing of what, yeah, I, this is working for us, this is working for me, all the people who are responding to it, they like it, so boom. And I, and I think that it speaks volumes because the seed was sown. I don't know if you ever looked at it this way, but a seed was sown with the Nipsey Hustle episode. What you mean? Well, y'all talked. Y'all talked about like people reaching out, the responses, the the streams. All y'all talk about like that being one of those notable moments, you right. know. And I think a part of it is because y'all were having a different conversation, and that conversation to me is kind of the nucleus to getting to this moment in a way so i don't know if you ever looked at it like that but that conversation y'all being two black men at that point not podcasters so much or entertainers so much but more so reporters but also conversations man like y'all y'all did such a wonderful job with that and it was just a, a work of art I think that that was an essential piece to how we get to this point. Um, which speaking that was one of my favorite episodes. Oh like man, that that episode right there was like, as a podcaster, media person, or whatever it may be, that was what I felt like I really had to have a message for people who listen to what we do. Mm. I feel obligated to. That was. And y'all, y'all, you just, y'all just went somewhere else with it, man. Um, and speaking of that, talking about on deck, I threw this question in here. I, I, I guess maybe I can answer it, but if you got some elaborative thing to put on this, it's uh, why we stopped doing off deck or homework. I don't know if anybody hit you up asking, like, why y'all stop? Okay, nobody did. Nobody, nobody did. did. Okay, cool. So I don't know if y'all noticed or give the people your perspective. Yeah, I don't know if y'all noticed or didn't notice. Maybe you know, people that listen probably noticed, but we, I. I I talked to Lou and I just was like the off deck it what started to happen well we started to really etch out and we started really gaining some steam with this show so I I just thought that it no longer was kind of serving like the sister podcast to on deck or the spinoff podcast of on deck it now has developed its own identity and I didn't think that it needed to be tied back to uh, and then sometimes it would kind of run long because I, I've been I've been wanting to be on on deck for years. So that's big. That's I'm a five time on decker uh, award winner. So let's just be clear. Like you know, what I mean, you've been on, you've been on deck, right? No. Mm -mm. Okay. So I'll, definitely, I'll make that happen. 
Okay, definitely. I'm, I'm, whenever I'm I don't know if in the next ten years, however long y'all gonna go, nah, please. It ain't gonna take ten years. Just tell All me right. what type of topic that you want to be on, and I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make that. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, you just tell me what topic y'all got. Y'all got like when y'all go back or when, however y'all gonna do when y'all do yeah. do the topic thing I again. I discographies. Um, you can get on there pretty soon. Okay, and then um, the homework. Honestly, it was just a for me. It was just a time constraint thing. <laughs> what is that? Man? It it just it became the homework started to become homework. <laughs> like that's the, it, here's why though. Here, See what? Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say I think that's the biggest um, discrepancy that you and I have had with doing this show. Okay. I never took the homework as something that you felt like that. Hey, I gotta do this because Spike Lou said it or Mo told me to do this. I got to. It's just a suggestion. Like even well, more than that, if even if you come back next week, you'd be like, bruh, I didn't like this suggestion, so I didn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me. Like, I don't like it didn't matter to me any way or the other. It's a suggestion for you. Mm-hmm. It's a suggestion for the people that's listening to the show. If they want to listen to us, cool. Mm-hmm. If not, cool. See, I'm gonna but, have another suggestion for you next week. <laughs> See, but that's no right. And I was with you, but I think because we gave it the merit to react is why it didn't feel that way. If we never reacted, we did like y'all mad. said. You like got y'all. mad. If I ain't look at it, you got mad. Oh, that that was a classic episode. Like, man, that that was. Matter of fact, let me find the name of the episode, y'all. Just to reminisce here real quick. That was uh it was a two part, really like two part episode. It was the um uh Hold on, because we we were yeah, going no, back yeah. and forth. You, you knew what it was? Let oh, so it was uh chapter 18 and chapter 19. So it was uh walk it like I talk it and let me holler at you. So the walk it like I talk it, y'all know the famous episode at the very end where spike took my head off so to speak pause if necessary uh, about my reaction to <laughs> no pause but i don't know if that's accurate yeah but but yeah but like you know and then that that chapter 19 we used the episode to actually hash out the issue and that was the first real step to us learning each other for real for real like on air in real time black men that is a definitive that let me holla at you chapter 19 that is a definitive moment in this show i will always go to that because people like to see that so the end of chapter 18 what makes you what makes you say that about that show about the episode because that was the first time we had a real we had a real dis a disagreement so strong that it was like if we don't talk about this I don't know what the state of the pod will be. So you were you were worried that it would it would be all over then? Definitely had that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm yeah. jaded. I was jaded still, like because yeah, bro. Other people that you did the pod exactly, bro. Because you don't you don't when it comes to business and relate business relationship. I don't know how solid things going to be necessarily. You know what I mean? Because you, you don't have a real relationship. You're working a business relationship. You know what I'm saying? But now it's different. Now we understand that there's more understanding. and so. But that is a definitive episode because we had real issue as far as disagreement. And then also black men having issue 
disagreement, different perspective, and hashing it out on air. Figuring it the fuck out. Figuring it out. And that's why chapter 19, let me holler at you, is that episode when you talk about another week in the books. That was when I felt like we really started to gain the steam of what the show was. Um, but yeah, so the homework thing, like I said, for me, I just dropped it off because I was just like, well, we're doing good earners. That's enough homework watching, you know, Sopranos taking notes. And I'm like, I, I don't feel like doing this and I have to go listen, you know, and like he said, it was a suggestion, but we had to react to it. So I never looked at it like that, but I feel like it made the show a lot more neat and clean without those two on there, personally. Um, That's fair. Um, I looked at it as Mo takes offense to it if I don't listen to what he's telling me to listen to. <laughs> after, oh, after 19, I That's stopped what I listen to. Uh, but yeah, I feel like after 19, you felt like you knew that it ain't a personal thing. It ain't yeah, that yep. I don't respect what you're sending me or mm-hmm. I ain't listening to that. Then they ain't. <laughs> you knew that it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. You knew that it was like, ah, okay, I like this and I didn't I didn't like this. Yeah. And I'm gonna respond to it as such. Like mm-hmm. if I didn't like it, I'm gonna cut it off. I ain't gonna give it a chance. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. And you know that's my personality though. You don't yeah. know that the, you you know that that's not me being um short with you. Mm-hmm. You know that's me being like uh, what Lou do. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that I respect about people who I work with. Mm-hmm. And that's where you've done a, an amazing job, brother. And I want to compliment you for it. You don't take offense to it anymore. It's like, oh, yeah. well, he ain't listen to this or he ain't do this. Like, you know who you're working with. Yeah. And you make the best out of those situations. And that works the best for the people who've left us voice messages about the first year or people that listen to this podcast each week. They know that you and I are going, like, we're figuring each other out. How do I figure another black man out man. in my everyday walk of life? Man. That's what this show is about. That's crazy. Um, you want to you want to get into the voice note, or you want to go through a few more of these first? You're the producer. You tell me. All right, Whatever we'll go to the we'll go to the voice note. All right, so All right. here's the first voice note that we got here. Uh, pull it up here. Man, I just want to uh, drop in and say I appreciate y'all time, man, over the past year. I appreciate the consistency, the effort, the, um, um, shit, um, the transparency, the vulnerability. Like, keep doing your thing, man. Keep getting better. Keep getting better. Prepare yourself for takeoff, man, because you're headed to the next stratosphere. Look. And that was from Dro, right? Yep. Tell uh, me what you think, and I give you my thoughts. Dro, man, me and him, we talked actually about the job situation. We talked. <laughs> man, yeah, let me tell he, you, bro. Um, Dro, a nigga gonna hold you to it. I, now he is, but man, <laughs> that's my here, guy. Here, here's Absolutely. what was so dope about that conversation, Dro. I'm gonna elaborate just a slight bit about it, but like, I am very big on before giving advice please come into my world of understanding first and if you don't do that and you just come in well this is the way i see it without that understanding it's going right out my ear bro i'm like i oh, don't get it so ain't no what am i listening to so dro understood it so quick 
Like I was like, wow. Like he's like, I oh, know I get it. Normally, black people, you know, they want us to just get. I'm like, bro, he got it so quick. I was like, wow. And he just had such a. He brought a whole different perspective on my decision and how to go about it. And I respected it so much. Um, as far as that goes, I appreciate that encouragement saying that we're about to take off. It makes me think about Big Jeff, and we'll we'll get into his voice note as well. Or like Big Jeff saying the same thing, or no. I ain't heard Was it Jeff? Got- I ain't either. I ain't this is real time. Like, this is real time for me. Uh, I don't know if it was uh, Jeff or Wash, but one of them was saying that, like, this show is revolutionary. And that stuck with me. I think it was, I, yeah, Wash said that, and that stuck with me. I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? To say something like that, it's like, nah, that you don't, people don't use revolutionary in their regular vocabulary, bro. So. I think about what Wash said there. I think about Dro with that, saying y'all about to take off. As far as this, I think, okay, we are on the right track. It's just a matter of time. So, man, thanks. I appreciate that, Dro. What, what, what do you say about that? I do appreciate that as well. And that's a person whose opinion that I respect a lot more than the other people <laughs> most of the people out here <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying because i know that he is going to hold me accountable 100 mm-hmm. it ain't gonna be no thing where like ah oh, well a lot of people like this and since they like this i'll tell you you're doing a good job nope that ain't what dro do mm-hmm. he's gonna hold you accountable for how i felt about this and you're doing good or you're doing bad based off <laughs> how i know you yeah. and that's what i love about my brother that like there there's not a lot of words that i can use that's gonna make me be able to say mm-hmm. how much i respect about what he said and what he does when he says i listen to this because he's one of the first people mm-hmm. when i got into this media stuff that like i was running stuff by him and being like do you like this do you not like this i didn't mm-hmm. sound and he keeps it real with me 100 percent. so for him to listen to something and be like nah this is it like he texts me couple episodes into this he was like i don't listen to own deck i know you i know chris i grew up with you niggas and that ain't what i'm listening for but when i listen to another week in the books this is what i want to hear as a black man listening to podcasts going to work every day a nigga being vulnerable doing the things that you and more are doing that made me feel proud because i know he ain't the type of person that's going to tell me those things Mm -hmm. without it being actually true Mm -hmm. so it goes a long way for me in the sense of a person who knows me knows where i grew up knows these stories that i'm telling you like it ain't bullshit Mm -hmm. like yeah that's the perspective that he and i and a lot of the people who grew up around us had so for him to say like now you're doing a good job of displaying that to people mm-hmm. helping people understand like where we come from what we do mm-hmm. like there's not a lot of other stuff that could yeah measure for me and like like damn I, that's I'm success right there <laughs> yeah i'm doing a good job <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying like i ain't gotta talk to Drew. we ain't gotta talk on the phone he and i ain't gotta have no conversations other than him sending his note like nah bro this helped me mm-hmm. and that being said from a person who grew up around me yeah. who knows me personally yeah. it's totally different that goes a long way because yeah. you have yeah. to drop off the connection and almost isolate it's it's the weirdest thing to be able to because you have to surpass 
the bias in, in the relationship and so much to say, okay, I'm just li- now I'm listening to you as a black man. I'm not now listening to you. This is my homeboy I grew up with. This m- one of my friends. This is my buddy. This you family. This point. Now it's right. like, whoa, it's a black man talking right now. I feel he talking this. about what I'm talking. I'm talking about. He on the page. I'm on. Wait a I minute. Do this, this every is- day, bro. And I know Dro, and I know that's the stuff that's what that I'm we saying. Talk about bro. those are the type of things that he deals with on a daily basis. Yeah. And for him to say, hey, this is effective. This is helping me. Like, yeah. bro. That means more to me than a nigga like Puff Daddy being like, hey, let me give you a hundred million dollars for this deal. That's a fact. Well, I would love that. I would love that. No, no, let's not. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. That would be great. But a nigga that know me personally, that's be like, nah, bro, like I know you and this is what you're doing. It's helping me. It's helping people who grew up like us. Yeah. That that means a lot. Different. Much love to my guy Dro. Much respect. I thank you for listening, bro. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and and Dro uh, hit me up a while back about talking about money versus time. Actually, that's when we first had a real phone conversation. You held your ass accountable. No, that ain't the one. The, the one when I was talking about the, the, the grace thing that ironically spun off on me like that. But like, no, the the first time he reached out, and then we ended up. That's the first time we talked on the phone, and he just had mad respect for my perspective on money versus time, and it made him consider some things. And so I just thought that was dope. Uh, so again, shouts out to Joe, man. We gonna get into this other uh, voice note here. I ain't heard this one. Let me hear this. Me neither. Lou, Mo, it's another week in the books. It's a year in the books. Congratulations, fellas. Much more success. Much more prosperity. Shaman's Jeff. I'm kind of like the third member. I've been on the show a few times. Need to be back because Lou getting a little out of hand with some of his takes. <laughs> but nah, man, in all seriousness, congratulations, fellas. Keep up the great work, Mo. Keep putting the pressure on Lou. Don't let him get too out of hand, man. Keep doing what y'all doing. One year down, pretty more to go, man. Appreciate y'all for having me on. Again, another week in the books, man. Keep going. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, man, look, Jeff, I appreciate that. And, you know, it, 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 takes a, it takes a person with a special set of skills to, you know, apply pressure to Spike Lou here because... <laughs> Cause I, I I've talked to you and I know I believe I have a, a strong idea how you feel about yourself. And so us being able to have conversations and we're not alike really in our personalities. You know what I mean? Like we're we don't have like like you know yeah. how we got like my like we got to like the same personality. It's like nah, we don't have the same personality at all. And you having more of a um I, rigid, I guess. I, I say probably like I would say rigid, like rigid, tough, transparent truth about how you navigate. That's how that's my perspective on it. And me kind of having more of a gentle, smooth, loud <laughs> approach. You know, so it's like two different approaches to it. Um, but I, nonetheless, I appreciate that, uh, Big Jeff. Um, yes, he is kind of like the third member here. He's definitely. Uh, a friend of ours on this show and um i just love i love that you know i remember when we first did it and you were i don't i don't remember who it was that you i remember you first when we first getting some just real-time comments and you was like somebody's like hey yo yeah i like the show and i i never forget this i may still got a screenshot he's like and, and the, the dude that's hosting with you he ain't like dude ain't born at all like i don't know who sent that to you 
It sounds like it'd be some animal Brown would say. That's what I was thinking about here. But bro, okay, it was Joe. But it was hilarious to me because nobody knew me. He <laughs> a cap, right? And so somebody said like he's not boring at all. Instead of just say yo, he did a pretty good job. It was hilarious to me, bro. It's like because <laughs> like black men give black men credit. So I just thought that was so funny. But um, man, I, I appreciate that, Big Jeff. Uh, thank you for. You know, being real with Lou about not being the person instead because if you were that I wouldn't be here today <laughs> seriously though like that's not that's, being the person in what not being the person in this chair and it's in this in the as the B mic here that is you know been a, also a, a good contributor to this brand so I, I I appreciate Big Jeff and all of the behind the scenes work that he has helped with and conversations and comments and I, I appreciate Big Jeff. He just he has a he has a wonderful spirit. One of my favorite podcasters is Big Jeff. I, I I would go out and say that even when Full Sport Press, when we thought we were building a media brand with Real View Media, and they were like, okay, Coach Locke has to go do some other stuff. He can't be on there every week. And Jay was asking me. Jay Ho was asking me. He was like, who should I have? I was like, bring me Big Jeff. That's that's the person that you need to put on the podcast. Like, I don't want to sound like he was shitting on Big Jeff or nothing, but he he needed to be convinced. And he know him like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Like we all grew up together. Like we all know each other. Like we all grew up in the same neighborhood, played basketball with each other on Sundays. So I was telling Jay, I was like, I think the perfect person is Big Jeff, and the reason why is the same reason that he holds me accountable in the stuff that he said in that voicemail. Like, Big Jeff is not a person who is going to, I'm going to simply agree with you because it's convenient for us. Mm -hmm. I'm your friend. I like I, I like what you're doing with this podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm going to agree with you so I can get on the air. No. Mm -hmm. And him being that type of person in this space, in this brand that I'm trying to build with media, he's probably the person that I go to the most and I asked him hey what do you think about this how do you think about this happening how do you think about how I'm being perceived in this how do you think about the things that I'm trying to do with Spike Luke because again I pitched him to Jay and Animal Brown as that needs to be the person on full sport press that adds to Jay Hove adds to the people that they have on the show mm -hmm. that's going to make that better and I ain't never do that in the sense of, oh, I think that he would owe me something or because he listens to, because he's been listening to On Deck since day one. Mm -hmm. I ain't do that because I thought that he was a loyal fan. I did that because I respected what he did. And he's one of the people that always holds me accountable. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he's one of the people that would be like, nah, Lou, like just yesterday, just <laughs> yesterday, I was doing um, Dead End Sports and you know, we do the live show and it's on YouTube and he was like well I checked it out this week he was like Lou they let you get up here and say anything because he disagreed with some of the stuff <laughs> that I was saying but that's Jeff though yeah. like he ain't the person that's gonna be like ah I appreciate you gave me this opportunity I'm gonna concede to what you're trying to say mm -hmm. because it's gonna make you happy no like the thing that I love about Big Jeff is he's going to present his topic his opportunity or his stance on what he's trying to say and it don't matter if i agree with you or not it matters if 
are you bringing a good conversation to the topic or not mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that he's always been able to do for me that's one of the things I've always been able to check in with him and be like what do you think about the job that I'm doing with this? I respect his opinion probably more so than anyone in this space because mm-hmm. he always keeps it real with me and he always tells me like ah bro that's off you're doing a little bit too much or you're not doing enough yeah, he, he doesn't ever bite his tongue to tell me that. And when they were looking for another host for the Full Sport Press podcast, he was the first person that I thought of because I knew, like, I've been knowing J-Ho for a long time. He got a difficult personality. You think I'm difficult? Oh, He's man. probably more difficult than me. But J-Ho... Wow. Uh, 100% and we can have him on here to talk about it with that being said (laughs) Big Jeff is the type of person to be be like I see what you're saying but I'm going to challenge you not in the sense of you think I'm challenging you because of the platform that I have but Mm -hmm. I'm challenging you in the sense of let's make good content Mm -hmm. and he's always been that type of person for me as far as content over everything in the sense of I know you I know how good you can be Big Jeff is the first person that made me feel like you could do this on the same sentiment with Joe Button or Charlamagne the God I listen wow. to everything that you do and you are just as good as them really? he's the only person that ever made me feel like that wow. shout out to him for that yeah. that's dope um, that's and shouts out to Jeff too, man. Like he was one of the early people that would, I believe, text you and kind of like defend me a little bit on the early days. Facts. Like, like, yeah, he like, helped hey. you. Big he, Jeff he, was he, a big Jeff. He, he was looked out for me. <laughs> he looked out for me because I I sure needed it in the early you. days, boy. Yeah. So I show sure appreciated Jeff for because real. Like you know, I, I don't even I'm know the half of it. Yeah, yeah so I'm short sighted. I'm I'm quickly be like, nah, fuck this. Fuck this. <laughs> nah, Jeff was a nigga that be like, nah, I'm, well, I fuck with Mo. Like, nah, <laughs> Lou, you need to reconsider. Yeah. Shout right. out to Jeff. Like I said, I never know the half of it, but I know that it, it was there. He was looking out, man. So he is. And Dro too. Dro yeah. was the same on the um voice message that we got. Dro was the same. He's like, nah, yeah. bro. Like he's challenging you. He's he's making you understand what you need to be to be great at this and shout out to our homeboy um scoops he listens to this show one of my best friends he's like bro he made me really understand the relationship that you and i have Hmm. because he listened to the show and again this is a person that i've known for the majority of my life and i was voicing to him some frustrations that i had with the show or Mm -hmm. The podcast in, in general mm-hmm. and he said no he would and I'll never forget this he told me he was like Lou bro you have to understand how other people look at you not me not the friends that have known you forever but the people who see you for on deck TV podcast or whatever it is that you've done to make yourself successful in the media space like you gotta understand that they don't look at you like we do so they're they're looking for you to offer them different things, perspective, mm-hmm. growing with them. And he had to help me understand when I'm thinking that you, Mo, are trying to come at me and be like, ah, man, I don't really agree with that on some shit. <laughs> like, I don't think that you're you're smart enough to do this versus, nah, bro, I look up to you. 
you're dope in this space that you do and i want you to be giving me the best information possible mm-hmm. scoops was also one of those people that did that for me so yeah man um shout out to him and i want to shout out all of the guests we've had in the year and that thanks to jeff that's gonna be the name of the episode a year in the books that's fire it's fire thanks to jeff yeah thanks to jeff who who better than jeff to name the episode <laughs> come on come on uh so just to shout out the guests that we've had in a year uh shouts out big jeff animal brown wash uh the anthony thank you sir um i'm missing dan i think that's it oh, i dan, think that's yeah. it dan you came dan, dan yeah, come on dan shouts out to you bro um and I think that is it. So shouts out to all of the guests that we've had. We're gonna have many more. I'm gonna try to really work some people on my side. Have, do you yeah. want to have more guests? Like, what do you think about that? I do. As I, far as having more guests, that's know, great. That's know. a great segue because that's the way I wanted to take us out here. Um, yeah, I do want to have more guests. I think just bringing guests on and letting them flow into the show instead of it being an interview, like I spoke before. I, I think that. Uh, we bring people on. We bring people into the another week in the books world instead of them coming on our show and we go into their world more so because this is a platform that black men speak. And a lot of times, if people listen to our show, then they already know what time it is and they want. They've been wanting to get in, get involved with it. Like, oh, I've, I've been wanting to speak about this and talk about this. This is they, what they want to hear. This is what they want to hear. So we're gonna we, we're gonna do it like that, you know. Um, so yeah, I want to have more guests. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna really go hard on trying to get some people on my side just to provide more enlightenment on Maurice or Mo, as y'all know. Uh, so I'm gonna try to really do my due diligence and reach out and try to get some people on my end that that I know, uh, so y'all can be like, who, instead of just be like, who is this guy? We only know this guy because it's Spike Lou. So y'all get a little bit more of uh, who I am going forward into this season three um, of another week in the books. Um, uh, Spike, I wanted to ask. We're getting out of here. Um, do you think we accomplished the goal in the year? Um, or maybe we got to remember what the goal was. What's the goal? Well, one of the goals was build chemistry. That was the very initial start. So I think that we got that. We got that accomplished. I think we did that. Yeah, I do think we did that. Um. Yeah. I think one of the things was creating a platform to voice, have a voice for black men, uh, the everyday black men, and that we couldn't find what, other what what we deal with, what yes, we I deal with. Think we deal with. I, I think we did that absolutely. I think we did that. Um, and then use this to propel, of course, to you know launch our other podcast, which we've done that as well. I think the only goal that we haven't reached just yet is our numbers but that's probably gonna always be a thing with every show like you always want to shoot higher 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 so that's a part of it but what is a guiding light that i think helps is based on the numbers that we do now if this was a live show and we charged 15 dollars a piece we'd be straight <laughs> that's kind of high child if you you look at it small on a computer screen but if you put that many bodies in a building in just like a you know a hole in a wall or just an intimate space, whatever. It's a if different that many conversation. people tapped in when yep. we were like, "Hey, we're gonna go do this yeah. live." It mm-hmm. would be successful. 
God. Yes. So I kind of kind of look at it that way because it's consistently that number. So I'm like, okay, these people are for real invested. Yeah. You know, so. Um, yeah, there is a consistent number from the what we do every week when you load it up and everybody that listens to it when it drops. Yeah, there is a consistent number with that. And I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think growing the podcast from there just goes with you and I doing more marketing, mm-hmm. doing more stuff together, doing more stuff that complements the brand that we built. I mm-hmm. think we built a solid brand. Absolutely. And people turn people, those people, like you're saying, for the numbers that we have, those people that tune in know what to expect and they get it. Mm-hmm. Um all right, Luke. Uh last, what do you want to leave people on this? one year anniversary just I mean I guess just a a last thought here before we get out of here keep coming back it's going to get better Mm -hmm. we're going to understand what we're doing more from a sense of a media standpoint and it's going to be in more places it's going to be better we're going to have more people contributing to what we do Mm -hmm. so continue to Tap in every week and be patient with the process. That's fine. Uh, I'll just to add to that as well. Keep coming back, and I would say that use our podcast to challenge yourself in real life relationships. Mm. I'm telling you, when you hear our show and make you that's that's what drove when he hit me up about that time versus money conversation. That was a real life challenge that he he really had to he challenge himself on some things. So people, brothers, sisters, whoever's listening, I I would say on this anniversary episode is use this content to actually challenge yourself to try to apply certain things and see how see what happens. Give yourself a fair shake at relationships, ones that that you want to have and ones that may not be so great. So that's what I would say is just use this as a uh, uh, a marker for you um we could tell y'all what we got going on but y'all know what's going on yeah just leave it at where we left it for the anniversary episode we ain't got to do all it all right well that's it then we out <laughs> <laughs>